Welcome to the manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Dave. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> we'll explain that later. <laughs> no, it's not a new co-host. I put, in a, I put in a requisition for one, but the podcast gods have not yet sent it. So that same smarmy bastard. <laughs> On that note, if, for those of you who are trying to keep track of what we drink as we record these things, uh, we've now done a few shots of Malort because we just finished the Malort episode. Um, mm, Malort. See, and it starts with M, so mm, Malort. <laughs> Welcome to the Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, Malort, and Mayhem. <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, why not? Yours, yours is better. Just, just um, Malort. Yes. <laughs> okay. This episode, <laughs> which which will be funny if it comes out before the, before the Malort episode, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, is going to be on effects pedals. Um. So we're we're really big into mm, effects pedals. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> if you want to eat your effects pedal, <laughs> when, I, when I said go eat your effects box, that was not what. I <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I've got can't go there had it in my head realized halfway through totally not cool <laughs> and then and that's uh, one of us saying that so that's how uncool it is <laughs> moving along <laughs> uh, you got your drink ready um, I will have all right because we're going to are discuss you, wait a minute are you gonna are you gonna use that c word <laughs> I'm gonna use the c word <laughs> I'll get a drink ready. <laughs> okay. yeah, so, so we're going to talk about effects pedals as Jody gets his drink ready. Because uh, in the history ready. of rock and the history of metal, distortion is huge. Yes. What this has to do is, is it just doesn't start in one particular spot, but there's a continuum of it. So we're going to give you the context. Context. Mm. Oh. oh, yeah. That's good brown That's, ale. Yes. That, you got you to have the old style. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff too yeah uh, i'm finishing up the growler brown ale that we uh, i was working on when we were doing the uh fairy tolkien fairy stories <laughs> ah okay um now that we've thrown out enough easter eggs that nobody cares about anyway <laughs> i'm going to take us back in time so we're getting our tardis and our time machine <laughs> <laughs> in your own mind you can flick off the lights off and, off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and we're going to go back to august 1964 where we have conflicting dates of it being released on the 26th or the 4th or even september 2nd in the u.s but uh. yeah yeah it depends on where you look I know our notes from the heavy metal podcast say August 26th, but I found also August 4th for a UK release and, and just, yes. So on August 1964, the Kinks release, you really got me. Oh, yeah, you really got me 
This is yes. an example of distorted guitar. Uh, if you've read musicology books or any sort of books on heavy metal, uh, Robert Walzer's Running with the Devil, for example, they, they go into uh -huh. distortion quite a bit because that distortion, that effects pedal that gives you that really tough thing, what, one of the things it does, besides gives it that crunch and that grind, is it gives it sustain. So it, it not only makes the note really rough and gravelly sounding, but it just keeps it going too, which is that heavy metal power that just keeps... Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, but that, that's what distortion does, and you'll see a lot of things, but... Even though Dave Davies likes to think he invented it in an act of frustration brought on by several factors, he took yes. the back of his Elpico amp off and slashed it up with the razor blade, and that gave it a really nice distorted sound. Yeah. But he didn't, <laughs> he didn't invent it. No. No, this had been around for a very, very, very long time, and it had been occurring for decades, in fact. So one of the first ones I could find in, in our travels – uh, as we go back in time, <laughs> is, is uh, <laughs> Junior Barnard, uh, born in 1920, uh, passed away in 1951. So he passed away as a, a young man. Uh, but he played yeah. with Bob Wills and, and the Texas Playboys. And uh, he was among one of the first to create a fuzz tone. And part of this fuzz tone, some of it was induced overdrive from the strength of his picking because the electric guitars and everything have the pickups in there. And if you give it hard enough if you really just use the strength right there by the pickup you can actually cause some distortion straight through your guitar into the amp yeah bob willis and the texas playboys they're they're a western swing in fact bob wills is one of the uh sort of one of the two main guys who who did the western swing thing it's a jazzy sort of country and western and it's 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 the i, I listened to a few of junior barnard's uh, solos and the, the music and it's nothing that i'd get into but it's nothing that makes me want to jam an ice pick in my ear yeah cool i may yeah. check that out then well you can and so can our listeners i'm going to give a brief little snippet here of bob wills and the texas playboys featuring junior barnard and fat boy rag from 1947 <laughs> And that was a bit of Fat Boy Rag. Next up, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, Elmore James, 1918-1963 blues artist. Uh, he's yes. also called King of the Slide Guitar, and he's yes. he's noted for his loud, amplified sound. Uh, and he's active uh, from the 40s into uh, into 1963 when he passed away. Um, or he's a bit older. He's born in 1918, so at least he he got to survive a while. Yes, I, I like me some Elmore James. Some good stuff. Eh, very much so. Uh, in fact, I like him so much, I, I think I should give a snippet of Bobby's Rock by Elmore James. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah, I like it too. And, uh, and of course, we all know Chuck Berry and, and Johnny Be Good. It's, it's got a wonderfully distorted sound as well. But, uh, but I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not overly concerned. Everybody knows what that one is, so I'm not putting that one in yeah. here. Yeah. Now, a lot of um, some of the early guys that were doing this, you know, before Dave Davies started cutting up the backs of his amps, a lot of the ways they would do it is just overdrive the amp, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you push too much power through there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start feeding back and and vibrating quite a bit. Cool. Yeah, so I suppose that would have been good to, to talk about. We talked about Junior Barnard and using his <laughs> strength of picking. <laughs> yeah, it's not just strength. Yeah. You can you can shove too much power through there. Uh, so yeah, it's, or or you can start destroying the amp like Dave Davies. <laughs> yeah, now I, cause, because I actually, I, I read about this. Um, they were talking about Angus Young uh, in some guitar magazine and, and they were talking about Angus's tone and how he manages to get such a clean tone with his guitar and they said it's really simple he doesn't use an effects pedal he just overdrives the amp he just kicks the overdrive up all the way because there's usually now an overdrive built into the amp and that's what angus did was basically just crank the overdrive up uh next uh, well i mean there are a ton of these i i picked some that i found very interesting and then were a little more popular and actually had a little more influence on it but uh the next one is uh guitar slim uh, actually born Eddie Jones, uh, 1918, 1963. Uh, but he experimented with distortion. And from what I've read, Jimi Hendrix actually looked at him for a bit of influence. Um, just just cool. a bit. Yeah, because Jimmy definitely did his own thing. Uh, but yeah, Guitar yeah. Slim was, was doing a lot of the stuff uh, decade, decades before Jimmy. Hmm. I, now I have to admit, I've not heard a lot of Guitar Slim stuff, so... I, I had not until I started researching this, but yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's pretty good stuff. Cool. Um, it, sadly, he, he died. Well, he died in 1963, uh, but again, born in 1918. So it's it, not a, a long life, but not short. Uh, the right. sad part was that he was just about to um, embark on a European tour for the American Folk Blues Festival that was going to go around Europe. Oh, and, yeah. But he, he yeah, passed, uh, passed, passed away, I, I think, days before he was supposed to leave. So next on my list is uh, Paul Burleson, uh, born 1929, passed away 2003. So finally getting somebody who actually lived a fair while. He's also a, a boxer. So that, that was kind of neat. That has nothing whatsoever to do with the actual distortion. I just thought that was cool. So I wanted to put that in there. Uh, um, but he reworked Train Kept the Rollin', which was not initially a rock song. A lot of you may know it from especially the Aerosmith version. Um, but all, all, all sorts of bands have done it. Is the first song ever Yardbirds. played by, by Led Zeppelin when they got together. And Yardbirds did a version. Yardbirds. Uh, yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we hear you, Yardbirds. <laughs> so Yardbirds, Zeppelin, <laughs> Aerosmith, uh, Guns N' Roses, Fuck Axel. Uh, it's, it's a very popular song. Uh, so GNR did one? Yeah. I did not know that. I've never heard theirs. Uh, I don't know if it's recorded. I just know they played it in concert. Oh, okay. So, ha. Huh take that universe <laughs> uh, anyway um so yeah so uh paul burleson reworked it into a rock song with johnny burnett and the rock and roll trio in 1956 
And here cool. is uh, an early example of intentionally distorted guitar using vacuum tubes. So uh, tube amps are really good at making distorted sounds too with the feedback and the distortion and the overdrive and everything. And here was uh, vacuum tubes being used in 1956 to create a distorted sound. You know, we'll have to talk about that more in another episode. Uh, train kept rolling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Cause, because the original version is more of like a big band arrangement. Yeah, that's actually neat, too. I've uh, heard that version, and I actually kind of dig it. It's, it's not too bad. Yeah. But then I again, I, I, oh, nice. Yeah, I had to go to my grandma's as a young man, and, and she had all sorts of big band albums always playing. So it's, yeah, not too bad. Cool. Next up, and actually, um, I'm, I'm getting short on the list here uh, until you actually get into the modern times, because you remember we're talking about what's happened up until the big famous ones. Uh, but this one's probably better known, and it is Link Ray, born Fred Lincoln Ray Jr., uh, 1929, just passed away in 2005, for his 1958 Rumble. It's a good, and he'd already been using distortion, but Rumble was a really big hit. Yeah. Now, if I remember right, did he not? Um, he did something similar to what Ray Davies did. He didn't do it in a fit of rage, I don't think. But um, and he didn't take a razor blade to the to the amplifier cone. I think he poked holes in it with a pencil or something. Um, yeah. Another uh, uh, combination with the Kinks, though, is that he popularized the power chord and was one of its earliest users. Yes. Uh, which you really got me utilizes a power cord quite nicely when you really got me came out the power cord with the distortion really popularized that sound and everybody started using them at that point um all right well there is another reason to use the power cord and distortion uh, one which i'm not sure either of the davies brothers thought about at the time uh, in an article published in metal music studies titled tracking timbral changes in metal productions from 1990 to 2003 uh, researcher Duncan Williams of the University of Plymouth in the UK mentions that additional harmonics created by the distortion effects tend to cause timbral mud if third notes are included. Hence, most metal riffs are based on the ubiquitous power chord, a chord with no major or minor thirds, comprised instead of a root, fifth, and octave. So, staying in 1964, I'm going to mention a gentleman by the name of Roger Mayer, who worked for the British Admiralty. He offered to make guitar effects for Jimmy Page during this year uh, yeah. because he was using electronics and dug the sound and everything. So uh, yeah, so he made some effects for Jimmy uh, and he used them with the Yardbirds and PJ Proby and not just Jimmy Page used them. Uh, but at the time, Jim Sullivan and Jeff Beck were, was also, were also using these by, by Roger Mayer and uh, yeah. Jim Sullivan, I mentioned because at the time the two of the biggest names in, London recording were Big Jim and Little Jim. So Jim Sullivan and Little Jimmy Page. Yeah. Uh, and and that's that's kind of it, except for perhaps one of the, the more famous, famous? Famous. The most fa famousest of songs, my precious. Wait, is it, so, so is, 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 that, is that like a famous demon? It is. It's a famous demon. <laughs> <laughs> we got summoned it. 
<laughs> okay. I, I could keep checking. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, please. Yes, let's do. <laughs> right. uh, so next year's 1965, it was released June 6th, was Stones, Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. It's kind of neat because Keith Richards is not so gung-ho on using effects pedals. He doesn't like to use them. Uh, but for that particular song, when he was just messing about with the riff and everything, when he came up with it, he was using uh, the Maestro Fuzz Tone FZ1, a really yeah. nice distorted effects pedal. I, you know, and I, and I know he, what you were saying there about he doesn't like to use them. And, and for their sound, a lot of times I think distortion would be really wrong. But for that song... I don't think you could play it any other way. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, it almost seems like that's he started playing that song because of the sound that was coming through the effects pedal. Yeah. I just I, I just think that if you tried to play that song without distortion, it would just not sound right. So the, the fuzz tone, the maestro fuzz tone FZ1 that was used by Keith Richards was created by Nashville, Tennessee studio engineer Glenn Snotty. Uh, and then that's snoddy with D's. Uh, I, I understand sometimes that doesn't come through very well. Uh, it came about when a bad transformer during a 1960 session for country singer Marty Robbins in the console created an odd sound for the guitar solo. Glenn convinced Marty to actually leave it in the recording and the song became a hit. Cool. Yeah, Nancy Sinatra then asked for the secret. So in 61, Snoddy invented a box that duplicated it and that's the box that became the the, the effects box effects pedal type of thing that uh keith richards used cool perhaps maybe a sad part of that which i don't know i mean you know as time moves on people pass away but uh glenn snotty passed away this year and when i say this year it's 2018 as we record this with yeah. the understanding that it may not come out for a couple months but yeah, yeah. He, he passed away this year may 21st 2018 yes yeah i remember that that's sad but yeah that's uh so yeah there's some um, context oh damn it i just finished my beer <laughs> bastard that's right by nature if not by birth <laughs> so uh, i i will say that i as a guitarist love distortion pedals uh, use them all the time my my heavy metal pedal it's actually called heavy metal pedal and i've got a death metal pedal too are my two favorites metal pedal <laughs> say that three times real quick Metal pedal, metal pedal, metal pedal. Nicely done. <laughs> no, no. Considering I'm a little lit. <laughs> doubly impressive. Now say death metal pedal three times. No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, nice no, try. I, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I, I will say that I like other effects pedals. Chorus is kind of neat when you're playing a more laid back song. Uh, I love the flange, but I will tell you doing a version of Johnny Be Good with the flange because of the quick winning and winning and winning and winning. When you got the flange, all it does is it sounds like. Yes. I thought that song kicked ass. And then I heard the recording. I'm like, Oh, that, that is horrible. That's, Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the plus side of that night was it was a high school function thing with the actual marching band and my high school little, the band did it too. Uh, on the way back, we had two school buses, and Carl and Douglas wanted to go ride the one bus back to to talk about band stuff. But the the cute sophomore girls and freshman girls wanted us to ride on the bus with them. Well, Carl and Douglas were quite cross with me because I chose the hot girls. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, I can't blame you. 
I mean, I got nowhere. I, it's not like I got laid on the bus ride home or anything, but I hung out with hot girls all the way back. I No, yeah, that's – I completely would have done the same thing had I been there. Is, is this not why we became musicians? Apparently not for Douglas and Carl. <laughs> well, there's artistic expression. Yeah, yes, artistic expression in the hopes of getting money and laid. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be a classical musician. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, tangent. All right. <laughs> I also may be a little drunk from all the beer in my lord. Uh, enough of regaling stories of me not getting laid. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. All right, I'm then. <laughs> well, so on that note, we shall oh. bid you. Oh, yes. So wait a minute. So I, I started the episode by saying I'm Dave. Do, do we need to explain this? Uh, sure. Would you like or, me to, or do you want or, to? Or do we want to wait and explain it at another episode? <laughs> well, if there's a choice between being a bastard or not being a bastard. I choose bastard. <laughs> okay, we'll save it for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, <laughs> we bid you adieu. I'm James. I'm Jody. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Three, two, one. <laughs> How many Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I think right. I saw that video one. No, never mind. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was thinking. Well, stop that. There's nobody any good. Least of all me. <laughs> I've seen your life choices. I agree with that assessment. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're stuck here with me doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, damn it. <laughs> because it goes to 11. <laughs> okay, Nigel. Yeah. So you can look for if you're enjoying this episode, which at this point, I'm not sure how you can, because I've stuttered immensely. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just do that resection again, because we sound like morons. <laughs> well, that's normal. Take a drink of beer. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Everybody hang on while we drink. Richards. <laughs> Richards? <laughs> Richards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to stick it in at the end. Or you can <laughs> Hey, baby. <laughs> Mind if I... <laughs> <laughs>